Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Vayechi, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, the last in Sefer Bracious, as we uh, bring home and close the Sefer Hayashar, which was the name of the Sefer according to some of the Gaonim, and we get into next week, Bezrat Hashem, Sefer Hagu'ula, the name of Sefer Shmos according to the Ramban. Okay, Parshas Vayechi, let's start off with a gra, a classic gra. Pasuk says, beginning of the Parsha, that Yaakov Avinu is told, thank you, Yaakov Avinu is told that, by you go to Yaakov Ayomer, Hinchabincha Yosef Boelacha, Perach Memchas, Pasik Bez. Yaakov is told that Yosef, the viceroy, is coming to see him, his son, by Yeschazik Yisrael, by Yeshev Alamita. And he strengthens himself to sit up in bed. You know, Yosef's case, he's my son, but he's still Yosef, he's still uh, the viceroy, so I have to. I have to bring myself up a little bit. So it's just a very short little grah. The grah says that the Gemara tells us in Meseches Nadarim, source number one, Kal HaMevakar Chola Notal Echad Mishishim Bitsaro. Anyone who visits somebody who is sick takes one-sixtieth of the illness. Makes the person better at the Chola. Takes one-sixtieth of the illness. One cannot ask, so why don't 60 people go visit everybody who's sick? And then the person will get better. No, it means one-sixtieth of what's left. If I take one person, one take one-sixtieth, so then... The next person takes both 60 of the boys left, so it take, keeps getting smaller, but, but you can't uh, take away the illness totally. So the, the Gura says, and the Gura and the Dharm says, it takes one sixtieth of the illness. Only someone who was born in the same astrological um, time of year takes away the um, sickness. Yosef and Yosef and Yaakov had that connection. That's what one of the children of Ben Zakunim was. We discussed that a couple of years ago. So if you look at the Psukim, Yosef, when he came to visit Yaakov, earlier in the Pasik it says, Hinei, Bincha Yosef Ba'ilacha. Behold, what's Hinei? Hinei is Gematria 60. A little bit later in the Pasik, after Yosef comes, by Yosef, what does it say? Yishazik Yisrael Yeshev Al Hamita. Hamita is Gematria 59. So that's an allusion to this Gemara. You start off with Hine, which is 60. Hamita is Gematria 69, uh, 59. So that's an allusion to this, um, to this Gemara. Okay, that's a grot to start, get things rolling. So now only the grot could see that in the Pasuk. But now we get into the actual Pesukim. So you know the first half of the uh, Parsha, the entire Parsha, generally we could, we could call this the Parsha of Brachos. Parsha Brachos, the first section in the Parsha, which we're going to talk about now, are Brachos given by a grandfather, and then the second half of the Parsha are Brachos given by a father. So first, let's look at the Psukim where Yaakov Avinu gives Brachos to his grandchildren, Ephraim and Manasseh. Rav Salvechik already pointed out that Yaakov was the first person in history who we know had a relationship with his grandchildren. We don't have a relationship that Avraham and Yaakov, we don't have any Chazal that Yaakov learned with Avraham. We don't have any Chazal that Yitzchak learned with the Shvatim. He was still alive, but we don't have any, nowhere in the Torah does it have any, any connection. Yaakov was the first Jewish grandfather. Yaakov, we know, had a relationship with Ephraim and Menashe. He learned with Ephraim. So the Torah tells us that he gave brachas to them. Where are the brachas? Let's start with Pasuk Dalid. Yaakov tells Yosef that Hashem promised me that he will give me much progeny. I am raising Ephraim and Menashe to the level of Shvatim. 
And he continues, tells what happened to Rachel. He says, who are these children? Who are these? He says, oh, these are my kids. Okay. We're not going to focus on what that Pasuk is coming to tell me now. Let's go to Pasuk Yud Gimel. Yosef, I'm sorry, I skipped, uh, I skipped. First we have, he gave them a, uh, Vayar, Pasuk, I'm sorry, yeah, Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Ches. Vayar Yisrael, Espanay Yosef, Ayomar Mi Eila. He says, who are these people? Who are these boys? Vayomar Yosef, Aviv, Banayim, Asher Nasan, Aliyah, Lakim, Bazeh, Vayomar Kachem, Noelai, Barabarachim. Give them to me and I will bless them. Right? He gives them a bracha. He gave them hugs and kisses. I never thought I'd come to this day. Yosef says, yes, it's wonderful. The switching of the hands, and he gives them a bracha. Pasuk Tezvav. The Na'arim should be blessed. That's bracha number one. Then Yosef sees that the hands were switched, and he says, Abba, I think you made a mistake. I think you're not sure exactly which is the older one. And passing your test, Aviv. No, Yaakov says, no, I, I did exactly what I, what I wanted to do. Yadati bini yadati, gam hu gam hu but this son is going to be greater. And Pasachav, Vayivarachain, Vayomahuleimar. He gives him another bracha. Bechayivarach Yisrael, Leimar Yisimcha, Elohim, Kephraim, Bechem Menashe, Vayasim Esaphraim, Lifnei Menashe. Ask him a number of the Mepharshim. What, what are the two brachas? It's as if he gave them a bracha, and then he switched the hands during the bracha. Yosef says, No, 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 you switched the hands. And Yaakov says, I know exactly what I did, and then I give him another bracha. And that's the bracha that we give to our children, some of the minutes I'm giving to the children Friday night. So what's the, what was the purpose of the second bracha? He already gave him a bracha previously. He should have just responded to his son, no, I did exactly, I knew what I was doing, period. But instead he continues. He gives him another bracha, and that's the bracha that we pick up on when we give our children bracha. Ask the Otsos HaTorah in source number two. That question Plus a second question he starts off with. Why were Ephraim and Menashe Zoha? A question that many of them are are bothered by. They were Zoha. You should be like Ephraim and Menashe. Why them? You shouldn't be like Yehuda and Yisachar. Those are two great Shvatim. But we give the bracha to our children. Yisimcha, Elohim, Ephraim, Bechem, Menashe. Tzarech Lahavin, source number two. Madua Nivkru, Menashe, Ephraim, Lios HaSemel, Shel Birchaz, Yalda Yisrael. Why are they the symbol? And we always say, They were the ones that were raised to be Shvatim. They weren't really Shvatim. And yet we pick them. Two answers to the question. First, the answer given right here from the Sefer Chachmas Hamatzpun. Source number two. Quoting another person. Tehine, line five, Menashe Hayahabachar. Really, as we know, Menashe was older. He should have gotten the brachos. That's exactly what Yosef had in mind. That's why he arranged his children with Menashe on his father's right and Ephraim on his father's left. Because he thought that Menashe deservingly deserved the bachar. Avil Yaakov, line 7, Sikelas Yadav, Ayashas Yisimino, Rosh Ephraim, but he switched his hands. 
Imagine what Menashe felt at that moment. Imagine. He knows what his, what his father, what Yosef did. He knows that his father put him on his left side because he wanted him to be on Yaakov's right side. He knows what Yosef had in mind. He's ready. Okay, here I go. I know the birthright thing has been very a tricky issue in my family. I know my, fa- my grandfather worked extremely hard to get the Bechar. I know that my father was supposed to be the Bechar, but Rachel Aleya got switched. He knows all of this in his mind. His father and his grandfather had issues with the Bechar. So he thinks, I'm finally, it's going to be straight, I'm going to get the Bechar. And what happens? Switcheroo! His grandfather switches the hands. What did what was Menashe's reaction? What did he do? Nothing. Silence. Not a word. We never have one word of complaint of it's not fair of what's going on here. After all the hard work that Menashe did also. He worked for Yosef. Haim Dabar Pashadu, is this is simple? And it's not just that somebody has got the brachas. He got the brachas right under my nose. In front of my face. My grandfather switched his hands? How embarrassing. How many people who were slighted, they, they fight back. Kasha Kish Okina, the jealousy that must he must have had to overcome. Shekine Esav Liyakov, Shekine Achiv Yosef, Esav to Yaakov, the brothers to Yosef, Shaul to David, Doeg. So many people in Tanakh had jealousy eat them up. And what did Manasseh do? Nothing. He didn't say a word. Yaakov Avinu gave brachas, but then he sees this reaction from his grandson. He says. I got to give another bracha. I got to give another bracha now that all the Jewish people forevermore are going to give this bracha. I give a bracha that you should be like these two brothers. I should give a bracha that yeah, Ephraim gets all the credit, but you know what? Menashe gets some credit too right here. When he sees this, Siva Shekol B'nei Yisrael Yevarcho is B'neihem Yisim Chalukim Ke'Ephraim Ha'Menashe What's the bracha? You should have the shalom that Ephraim and Menashe have. You should have the, the self-awareness and, and self-contentment that Menashe and Ephraim had. No jealousy. No coveting others. No, just be happy. That's the extra bracha. That's how we end every Shemona Esrei. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as Chazal say, Ain Shalom, Ain Klum, without peace, and Ahava amongst the Jewish people. That was the bracha. I gave you a bracha already, but now I'm going to give you another bracha. And that's the bracha that we give our children. Because when we give our children, we're saying, even amongst the, within a family, and especially within the national Jewish family, we wish uh, Ahava and Simcha uh, amongst each other. A related source, which we mentioned in um, the Sefer HaMitzvah Shir this week, but it uh, relates here as well. I had to mention it. Um, and that is, what did he say? Ahava. The Ahava that Menashe and Ephraim had for each other that overcame the kinah, that overcame the jealousy. It's a beautiful thought. The language is beautiful. Even though those who listen to the Sefer HaMitzvah Shir, I wanted to give you the language. 
uh, in source number three, the Ksav HaKabbalah asked the question that many of the Rishonim ask on the Isra of Losachmod, the Isra of Jealousy. Losachmod, do not covet. Do not covet anything my friend has. What Menashe was able to overcome, not violating Losachmod. Ask Ksav HaKabbalah, how is it possible? How could God command such an Isra? Many uh, different uh, approaches given. The Eben Ezra has, a, has an approach and the, uh, the Beis HaLevi has an approach. But let's see what the Ksav HaKabbalah has to say. Maybe we'll talk more about this Parshas Yisra. Rabbim Yismahu al Zosa Mitzvah, says Rav Mecklenburg. Many wonder. How is it possible that if I desire something and I want it, God can command me not to take it. God can command me not to steal it, but not to want it, not to desire it. How can he control those? Those are natural feelings. How can he say that? So he quotes line three. V'yirek moshakasav bal habris. Asher Hashem tziva osanu ala ava ba'amra ba'aftaz Hashem ala kecha b'chol avavcha. What we say in Kriyashma twice a day, love God with all your heart. V'chol avavcha. Ma mikra chaser im haya kasuv v'yahaftaz Hashem ala kecha b'lavavcha. What would the Pasuk be lacking if the Pasuk said, love God with your heart? What's the emphasis? With all your heart. Just right with your heart. What is the word bakol adding? Says the Ksava HaKabala beautifully. My entire heart has to be filled and overflowing with love of God. Klomar. In my heart has to be full only with Avaz Hashem. I'll have love of God. I'll have a love of a couple of other things too. I'll have a love of this and a love of that and a love of God. No, what does it say in Kshma? My entire heart. If I love something else that is not in the context of my Avodah Hashem, Hashem. That it's a lack of Ava. Ki'im, he play on words, it's, a, it's only, it's the half to God and half to me. Therefore, if somebody wants to be mekayim this mitzvah, the only way to do it is to fill my heart with love of God and memela, there won't be a love of anything else in the world. Memela, there won't be losachmod. Because what's Losachmod based on? I desire and I love something else. How can you? How can it be such a center of my feelings? Hakadosh Baruch Hu says Losachmod. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives me everything I need. Al yidekein libo mali kol es uzman b'zikaron kadosh Hashem v'choshek l'davka bo v'libo kshurimo ba'avoso sa'ava u'bazem mekayim b'chol avavcha klomar shalibo malei al kol gadosh sa'avas Hashem. He gives a mashal. It's like you have a cup of wine, a cup of liquid. You can't fit anything else in there. It's full. There's no room for anything else. Says the Ksava Kabbalah, that is what Abbas Hashem is about. And maybe, maybe that's what was behind Menashe's actions. How was he able to overcome and be happy with what he received? He did not receive the Bechor. It's taken away from him right in front of his face. The Kinnah that he was able to overcome... Maybe it was because he had complete and full Avas Hashem. If we have Bechol then there's no room for anything else. Okay. So that's related to the brachas of Menashe and Ephraim. Answer number one. 
The Zayim HaTorah, Rav Sarotskin, has a second answer. Second answer, this idea is said by a number of Mepharshim. I think we even mentioned it in the past from someone else, but everyone says it in their own way. Every peerish that gives this, this type of answer of what, what were unique of a, about Ephraim and Menashe different than the other Shvatim, they'll say it in a unique way. So again, why Ephraim and Menashe do we give the brachas about? So as Naim Torah, source four. Lefnei regaim achadim omar mi'ewe. Remember, a few psukim right before this beautiful bracha, Yaakov says, who are these kids? She'enam ru'uyin lebracha. What does that mean? He knew who they were. He learned with Ephraim. No, mi'ewe. Who are these children? Because Yaakov Avinu saw in the future that things weren't going to be so perfect. Are these children ru'uyim appropriate to get brachas? Ukesha'ana Yosef, eshe'nasan li'elokim bazeh. Yaakov Mitzavah is based on this Barakleim, and when Yosef says, Hashem gave me them, Yosef, Yaakov says, okay, what changed? Chazal tell us line five. Chazal Darshu. Sheratza Yaakov Agalo says, a case Yaakov Avinu wanted to say when Mashiach was going to come. Mash Besherah Be'enei Ruach Es Hagolios Ad At that moment, what did Yaakov see? He saw the entire future of the Jewish people. Ra'ez b'nei Yisrael mifuzarim u'mufuradim b'dalad kanfosaretz. He saw the Jews scattered throughout the four corners of the world. Es haredifos v'hagzeros. He saw the terrible tragedies and the pogroms and the crusades. She'umos ha'olam gozer salehem. That the umos ha'olam decree upon us. But he also saw He saw the spiritual destruction that was going to take place based on all these Goliaths. He saw terrible people, physical killings of the Jewish people. But for line 14, he also saw those who die, the kiss, the kiss of death. What does that mean? Misas haneshama v'guf kayon. All of those Jews in Galus who are physically alive, but their neshamas are dead. He saw all that Galus causes, not just the physical, terrible tortures, but also the spiritual losing contact and losing identification, assimilation. Umisbololim ba'amim. Getting mixed up amongst the nation. Come be like us. Come be with us. It took me a few minutes to figure out what this word meant. That's why I wrote it in English. Emancipation. Freedom. Sometimes the more freedom we have in all the other nations we're around cause us to leave God even more. She'ein dam ha-Yehudim nishpach al-Yado v'she'ein dam Yehudim mu'urav b'banav. What a sharp line. There is no nation that has, doesn't have Jewish blood on their hands, but there is no nation that doesn't have Jewish blood in their nation either. Rachman al-Itzlan. So Yaakov Avinu sees all this in the future. He sees the physical annihilation and the spiritual assimilation. And he sees this in the future and he says, Oive, what's going to be with my people? So he says, who are these people? I see in the future, who some of them are willingly throwing it all away. So what does he say? He said that, and this is what he David earlier, says Rav Sorotskin. Save me, miyad achi, miyad esav. Save me, miyad esav, who wants to kill me, miyad achi, even if he acts nicely to me. Save me. But then he sees, Yosef says, these are my kids. 
What does Yaakov see in front of him? He sees children who were able to withstand the pressures of Egypt, to withstand the most technologically and culturally advanced civilization at the time. Yosef says, look at Ephraim and Manasseh. He sees a grandchild who came and learned with him every single day. That's what he sees. So even though in the future he sees what's going to happen, Yaakov Avinu says, I need to give brachas that my future destiny the nation of my destiny, they're going to be like these children. These are the children who were able to withstand. The, my sons, my shvatim, they grew up in Canaan. That's not what this uh, history is going to be about. Next line. Lomrotze, even though they were surrounded. They came to learn with their grandfather. Begeto Hayehudi, in the Jewish ghetto in Egypt. Ve'ena misnakrim la'amam. And they did not become strange to their nation. And what happens when they started becoming in, in subjugate, subjugated? What did Ephraim and Manasseh do? Oh, we're not involved. We're, we're, we're royalty. No, no, what they do? Ephraim and Manasseh were in the Shebut also. Only Levi was excluded. Lefichach, they didn't say magios lanu privilegiot elahim makablim aleim at ola golus vashibud yachem imachayim. Being with their brethren, the Jews, and yet surviving and succeeding spiritually, Yaakov says, "Yisimcha lokim kefrayim v'chemenasha." This is the bracha that I want to give my descendants. Dafka them because they were able to survive in an unfavorable environment, in an environment that was anti everything they believed. The environment of Egypt, the environment of Mitzrayim, that's why Dafka, they were picked, and not the other Shvatim. That's why these two. Just to add one more point on, that Rav Sarutskin himself says in the previous Pasuk, maybe the secret of Ephraim and Menashe's success boils down to their father. Because if you look in the previous Pasuk of Yisim Chalakim Ephraim Vechem Menashe, what does the Pasuk start off, I'm sorry, the same Pasuk, what does it start off by saying? What's the becha in you? Yaakov's talking to Yosef. Singular, not bachem to you, to the grandchildren. Becha in you, what, what does Yosef have to do with it? Says the Azayim Latorah, becha, because the greatest, the greatest litmus test, the greatest measure of a person is what type of chinuch he tries to give his children. And therefore it says in Source 5, Rav Sarotskin, A man is measured by the education he gives his children. Again, whether the education succeeds or not is sometimes beyond our control. Sometimes we do everything we can and the rest is siyata d'shmaya. But we have to do. The chinuch we try to give our children is up to us. And that's the measure. If we want to know about the ofi of a person, to know his insides, what type of education does he give his children? How much does he or she put into their, into their children? And therefore, says Yaakov, if this is the success of Ephraim and Menashe, it all goes back to you, Yosef. You must have given them a proper chinuch. You must have given them a way and strategies to be able to succeed in this difficult in this difficult environment. Okay, so those are two ideas related to what's unique. Why from Menashe? Number one, because the shalom between them, 
The self-effacement of Menashe, and that relates to the Ksav Kabbalah, how to conquer Kina is through Shalom and Av and Avas Hashem. And number two is because they were the only Shvatim, quasi-Shvatim, that were, <laughs> that were able to succeed in a hostile environment. And that's what Yaakov saw, Beruach Kacho, and that's the bracha that he specifically wanted to give to Klai Yisrael. Okay. Continuing. There is a story in Tanakh which one of the Achronim sharply says has at its root a story in our Apostolic, in our Parsha. Let's first look at the story in Tanakh. Source number six, in Sefer Shoftim. The story is told of Yiftach, one of the, one of the Shoftim, who was able to c- conquer and, ha- and uh, achieve a victory for Klai Yisrael, and on his way back, Vayitzoyik Ish Ephraim, Perakid Bezin Shoftim. The Bnei Ephraim screamed out, "Vayavet Safona, Vayomer Liyiftach, Madua Vatali Lachim Bnei Amon, V'Lana Lo Karasa." The Bnei Ephraim, after Yiftach defeated Amon, they come to Yiftach and say, "Why didn't you call us? We would have helped you. Why didn't you call us?" We're very upset. You didn't call us. Vayomer Yiftach Aleihem. Ishriv Hayisi Ani Vamiu Bnei Amon Maod. V'Ezak Aschem V'Lo Shatem Osi Miada. What do you mean? Everybody knew about it. You didn't come help me. I'm mad at you, says Yiftach. I wanted you to come. I saw that you weren't interested in helping me. So I risked my life and I went to fight without you. You're coming to fight me now? You didn't help me out and now you're coming to fight me? Yiftach says you are the ones with the problem. And what did Yiftach do? He started fighting. He started killing out Ephraim. Because they were, they were basically, it was a civil war, one of the tragic civil wars in Jewish history. And Yiftach called the Anshe Gilad, and they, they smote them. And Gilad captured them. When the, the ones from Ephraim said, let me pass, some of the Bnei Ephraim started to say, we're not Bnei Ephraim when they were caught. So the Bnei Gilad says, we're going to test you, whether you're from Bnei Ephraim or not. Say the word Sheboles. Sheboles is a stalk, a stalk of wheat. But Bnei Ephraim couldn't say it. They could only say a samach or a sin, not a shin. And right when they said that, they gave themselves away. They couldn't say Shiboles, so they gave them away. They gave themselves up, they were killed, and Rahman al 42,000 Jews from Ephraim were killed at that time. So the question is, why Dafka that word? They couldn't say Shiboles. Why couldn't they say it? But they couldn't say the sin sound? What was it? Oh, so a fascinating Ha'ara in the Kamoti Shalarav, he quotes, from Dotsvi Karlenstein. He quotes that there's a Pasuk in our Parsha. Pasuk in our Parsha that we were just talking about. What does the Pasuk say? When the, the Menashe and Ephraim were brought to Yaakov, what does he do? Vayish Pasuk Yudalad, Memches Yudalad. Vayish Lach Yisrael Asimino, Vayash Yisrael Rosh Ephraim, Hu Atzair, Vesmolo Rosh Menashe, he put his right hand on Ephraim and his left hand on Menashe. Sikel es yadav ki menashe habachor. 
Sikel es yadav. What does that word sikel mean? And if you look in the Torah, there are no nakudos. The Radvaz. I should have given it to you, but I did. The Radvaz has a tshuva where he writes, the Torah specifically was written without nakudos. Would have been made it much easier for Bali Kriya. But it was written specifically without nakudos to be able to have different interpretations of words. The less that is written, the more open it is for interpretation. Kriyank sivs. But, says the, says the, uh, this word, sikelus yadav. So if you look at the Torah, it could be sikel, it could be shikel. What's the difference? Says the Kamoti Shalarav, quoting, if the word would have been shikel as yadav, shikel, could switch around the letters a little bit, we find sometimes the shin and the chaf is from the word lahashlich. Lahashlich says, let's read it, shahare. This is the middle of the paragraph. If we focus on our Pasuk, In the Sefer Torah, there is no Nekudos. You can read the word in two ways. In a, in a, with a dot is on the right side, what we call Shin. What does that mean? He threw his hands. Oh, he threw his hands, meaning without kavana. He did it. He, oh, he did it by mistake. If he would have, if it would have been read shikel, then that would have meant that he happened to do it. It wasn't specific, but he happened to put his hands that way. He made a mistake. He was an old man. And if that would be true, then how would you read the Pasuk? Shikel as Yadav. He threw his hands, but he really messed up. Ki Menashe Bechar. Because Menashe was really the Bechar. So really, it was a mistake. But if we read the word Shikel as Sikel, like we do, that's from the word Seichel. That's from the word Wisdom. What does Uncle say on Sikel? Ach Kaminun Yadoi. He acted wise with his hands. That's if we read it with a Shin Smalis. Even though Menashe was the Bechar. So for Ephraim, they want to read it as Sikel. They got the right hand. So suggests the Teferis Tzvi, what, after that, since that time, the Bnei Ephraim always accustomed themselves to say sins and not shins. Because that's what gives them the Bechar. The brachas. Sikel es yadav. Siboles. And not shiboles. That's why they couldn't say it. Because they had accustomed themselves. They weren't in the practice anymore. Sometimes there are certain certain dialects that if you're not used to saying something, then you can't say it. Right? That's why there's, there's a certain age that the experts would tell you that certain age of, of children that you got to get the language now. And if you get the language now, wonderful. And if not, it's always going to be harder. You're not going to be able to speak it naturally and sound like a like a natural. Why? Because there's a certain age that you got to get the dialects. If you don't get... So here to B'nai Ephraim accustomed themselves for so many generations to say this, emphasize the sin, but not the shins, because Sikel. That's why they had to say, they say Sibolas and they couldn't say Shibolas. Okay. Good. So that was all related to the brachas of Menashe and Ephraim. <laughs> Let's get to now maybe two other points related to the brachas of Yaakov Avinu, which are at the end of the parsha. Much is discussed. We discussed this a little bit last year. Parsha Zosa Bracha, comparing the brachas of Yaakov and the brachas of Moshe, Vayechi and Zosa Bracha. But 
there's a Rashi that we're going to focus on now. I, I mentioned this in a, in a drasha a couple of years ago. There's a Rashi in Parshas Dvarim that has to do with the brachas of Yaakov. If you look in Dvarim, I did not give it to you, but if you look in Dvarim in Perek Aleph, Pasuk Gimel, the third Pasuk in Dvarim, third Pasuk in Dvarim, Rashi discusses why Moshe Rabbeinu and Yaakov both gave brachos only at the end of their lives. So Rashi deals with us in Pasuk Gimel, in the Dvarim. Moshe and Yaakov before him only gave brachos slash... Met, they aren't really what we call a bracha. Is a, oh, you should have this. These weren't brachos in the normal sense. This is more of capturing the essence of each shevet. That's what really that, these were. By pachas kamayim altosar by Ruvain. Some of them were not brachos in the bracha sense. They're just capturing what the shevet is. So Malami says Rashi, Peragala, Pasagimel, and Dvarim. Shalahokichan alasamach lamisa. He rebuked them only close to his death. Mimi lama mi Yaakov. Who Moshe learned this from? From Yaakov Avinu. Shalahokichan alasamach lamisa. Yaakov only gave, right? Yaakov only gave, right? Parshas Vayachiz at the end of his life. Omar, why did Yaakov wait to give brachos till the end of his life? Because Yaakov said to himself, Reuven b'ni, Reuven my son, let me tell you why I didn't give you tochacha all these years. Because if you look at Reuven's bracha, in quotes, in our parsha, what's the bracha? He basically gives him musr for what he did with Bilhaz Bed. Pachas kamayim al-tosar, basically gives him musr. So says Yaakov, let me tell you why I didn't give you musr until now. I didn't want you to get turned off and go over to Esau's side. That's what Rashi says. Says Yaakov to Reuven, I did not give you Musr until right before I die, because if I would have given you, you'll trust an old man's words on his deathbed. But earlier, you might have run away from me. And then he quotes, that's what Yoshua did, and that's what Shmuel did Bechulu. Asks Rav Nevenzal, is this Rashi for real? There was a worry that Ruvain, after getting Musr from his father, was going to be so insulted and so upset that he would go to Esav? What is going on? Says Rav Nebenzel in Source 8. I gave you a, a big portion of the his article, but this is in Parshas Vayechi. He quotes the, quotes the um, Rashi from Devarim, and then he says, line 19, that shash is so far. There are many simple people out there, much more pushed than Reuven. One of the shifte ka shomin tochachos u'makabel nasa b'leif shalim. That here tochacha and they can handle it. If you look in Pirkei Avos, one of the forty-eight drachim of Kenyan Torah is Tochacha. So how are we supposed to understand this? And he was going to go to Esav? How was he going to go to Esav? Esav wanted to kill his father? Esav? He must have known all about who Esav was. Line 31. He sold the Bechorah. Esav sells the Bechorah and he tries to kill the person who he sold it to. Reuven, the Bechorah was taken away from him illegally. 
so to speak, to Yosef, and he tries to say, save Yosef's life. We're worried that Reuben's going to go over to Esav. How are we supposed to understand this? So says Reb Nevenzal, probably, he says this later on in the piece, probably we could be certain that Reuben would not have been turned off from Judaism and he would not have gone over to Esav. But Chazal are trying to teach us something. Even if it didn't apply actually to Esav and to Reuben, but Chazal are trying to teach us something. And what are they trying to teach us? The power of being embarrassed. What happens when we are nich'av, when we feel slighted, when we feel hurt? What that does to a person? Line 43. Maybe at the beginning there's no chashash. V'adishakach lo but if he was mitbayesh, it's going to start something. It's going to start a little bit in a certain direction, turning over the page. And if it continues, it continues. We see this is the power of being nichav. This is the power of what we do if we would feel slighted. Continue, go to the next paragraph. On the bottom, I'm not going to give you the whole piece, but we're going to go on the bottom. Reuven, line 39. He's going to go to Esav. But he's going to get more covered by Esav. Is he thinking rationally? If we feel slighted, we have to consciously realize that we will do things that are illogical, that hurt ourselves, that totally don't make sense. Because we're nifka. Because we feel. It'll go against everything I stand for if I feel hurt. Against everything I stand for. And if Chazal said this about Ruvain, that each one of us who are not on the level of the Shifte Cup have to be worried about such a shash. Where do we see this? We see this. The Gemara tells us a fascinating story. Some are familiar with it. I mentioned there's another shiurim turning over the page. A story of the Gemara in Sanhedrin of Yeravam ben Nevat. Yeravam, the first of the Malcha Yisrael when the Malcha was, was split between Shlomo's son Rechavam and Yeravam ben Nevat who was one of the people according to some opinions that lost his chalik in Olam Haba. Says the last parak in Masechah Sanhedrin. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the story goes in Masechah Sanhedrin HaKadosh Baruch Hu tries to bring Yeravam back. Yeravam built a substitute base Hamigdash. He tried to get people to be over Regel, not to Yerushalayim, rather up north. But Hashem wants to try to get him back. So he goes to Yeravam and says, Yeravam, you know what? Let's take a walk. Me, you, and David HaMelech. Let's take a walk. Let's try to meet. Let's try to make up. Me, you, David HaMelech. In Gan Eden. Let's take a walk. Me, you, and Gan Eden. That's what the um, line... Eight. Hinei. Do tshuva. 
even though he wasn't starting to do tshuva, Kadosh Baruch Hu said, "Do tshuva." And what does he say? What does he say? Hakadosh Baruch Hu came and said, line fourteen. Now is the continuation of the Gemara. Chazor b'cha va'ani va'ata uben Yishai netayav ganeden. Me, you, and Ben Yishai are going. I will take a walk in Ganeden. What a great Hakadosh Baruch Hu himself saying, "Let's take a walk." What's your Rambam's answer? Okay, fine. What's his answer? Who's walking first? Me Barosh. Who's walking first? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ben Yishai Barosh. He's David HaMelech. Yeravim says, not interested. Say many achronim. Reuven Evans are right here. The koach of feeling nifka. I'm not going first. Forget it. Doesn't make sense. It's crazy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is coming, opening the doors of tshuva to you. I'm ready to give it up. I'm ready to give it up. The power of feeling slighted. The message for us being, we just got to let things slide. How many things are really worth it? How many times we get upset and at the moment we think it's so serious? Yes, it's everybody's job not to slight others and not to make anybody feel bad. That's true. Everybody has Bechir HaChashas. But when any of us are on the receiving end, we have to do the best we can to say, to take a chill and to realize it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let it slide. Let's not make it ruin my life. Let it not be something that will make me do something to ruin my life. The message of Rashi, the beginning of Dvarim, having to do with our parsha. Okay, two more ideas. One more, one halachic ha'ara having to do with this week. And then we'll get back to one more Dvar Torah. Just one halachic point. That is, we know the Menag of Kal Yisrael, this Shabbos, at the end of Parshas Vayechi, is that everybody stands up. We're not going to talk about that aspect now. Everybody stands up towards the end of the Aliyah, and the whole Seber screams out, Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek. That is the most prevalent minhag uh, amongst Klai Yisrael. Where does that minhag come from? That minhag of Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek is not in Shulchan Aruch. A little bit of it is in Shulchan Aruch. If we look in Hilchas Kriyas HaTorah, in the end of Simon Kuf Lamed Tes, the Ramah quotes that there is a minhag of saying chazak after a person gets an aliyah. Period. That's what the Ramah says. This is, ironically, the minhag of the Sardin, even though it's the Ramah talking. Right? What do they say? The Ashkenazim say shkayach, which is really yashar kochacha, but shkayach. What do the Sardin say? Chazakabaruch. That's the Ramah. Right? How many times in, in uh, probably do a trivia question, how many times does Sfarin go like the Ramah and Ashkenazim don't do anything? Right? So, this is one of them. The Minagab saying, Chazak Baruch, this is the Ramah. The Ramah doesn't say anything about the end of the Torah, end of each Sefer. Right? The Ramah says that every time you get an Aliyah afterwards, after you read Chazak, that's in, in the bold print of a source number 11. That's what the Ramah says. And that's the Minagab of the Sfarin. But, look in the Piskei Chuvos on that Mishnah Berurah in Kufla Mates, on that Shulchan Aruch, he quotes that the Ashkenazic Minag was found in the Levush, a little bit after the Ramah, of saying Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazik. There is somewhat unclear what the earliest source for that is. There is a Gemara in Brachis that talks about um, four things that require Chizik, one of them is Talmud Torah, but saying the words Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazik is not 100% clear what the source is. But that is what we say. Some say, I've never seen this, but maybe some shuls out there, say chazak three times. Chazak, chazak, chazak. 
Not chazak, chazak, just chazak, because the gematria of chazak, 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 three times, equals Moshe. So at the end of every sefer, oh, Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the Torah, Moshe. It works out. Chazak, 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 three times, is gematria Moshe. But one ha'ara that he makes here, quoting from the Achronim, I gave you the, the footnotes in source number 12 to see who he's quoting. He's quoting from the Shevet Alevi and the Ber Moshe and the Mishnah Halachas, Rav Menashe Klein, that the one who gets the Aliyah should not say Chazak, Chazak. He suggests. Because who is, who is, who is the Shul talking to? Chazak, Chazak. They're talking to the Ola. Be strong. He shouldn't say it. It's a hefsek. The Balkore maybe could, could say it also. He does say it. That's the minhag. But the Ola does not. He shouldn't talk to himself. Be strong. So he says that seems to be the more correct minog of the Ola not saying it. But, Mikol Makom, in Ligar, don't be so upset if the Ola says it. Some people who get the Aliyah do say it if somebody gets the Chazak Aliyah. But it seems to be, he says, the more correct from the Achronim is not for the Ola not to say Chazak Chazak. Okay, just a halachic uh, point about the shots. Final offering of the night. Says the uh, Rabbi Isaac Burstein used to call it the final offering of the night. So that's the, to give him credit. Final offering. The first bracha in the brachas of the Shvatim, as we said, is Reuven. Pachas Kamayim. Pachas Kamayim says the Torah al Tosar. You act very hastily. Pachas Kamayim al Tosar. Let me just get to find the, uh, the Psukim. Again, these aren't fully brachos because they're just. Reiterations of what these people are. Ruvin, Bechoriata, Kochi, Veracious Oni, you are my strength. Yes or says, yes or us. Pachas Kamayim al Tosar, Kiyalisa, Mishkavei Avicha, Az Chivati, Yitzue Allah. Right? You went, you acted too much in haste. What's the message of this Pasuk for us? Pachas Kamayim al Tosar. You acted too much in haste. Says the Yam Simcha. It's been a couple of weeks. Says the Yam Simcha in Source 13. O Yeshlomar, Bederach Musr. The Pasuk is teaching us a Yisod Gadol in our service of God. Going up a spiritual ladder, one cannot skip rungs. You got to keep going up, but you got to take it one step at a time. Because if I jump, Kaddish Baruch is not going to be happy. He says, this is what it says on, uh, he quotes the, the O of Yisrael, who quotes this based on a Pasuk at the beginning of, of Vayikra, but we're going to go to the second column, second line. We see many pious individuals. Or they become crazy or depressed. From where? Many times. Says the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Freed, it's because there's too much, too much of an extreme pendulum swing. We always have to keep growing. And we always have to be growing. But we always have to make sure that it's going step by step. We don't jump 20 steps at once. Because then there's a good chance we're just going to throw it all away. 
if we don't build and make it strong. How can it be that these people go crazy and become depressed because of the Torah? Torah is misameach. There are many that want to jump up to Hashem. But this ladder is not there. They don't serve Hashem step by step. And they grab on something that's not Shaykh to them. Like the Bali Musr say, Right, I, I speak Russian Haru all day, but I'm going to get up to do Tikkun Chatzos and cry for the base of English every night. Is that what I'm up to at this stage of my life? If I, if I have to stop speaking Russian Haru, I have to make breakfast properly, I've got to stop being angry. Well, let's work on this. Got to work step by step. We've got to keep going. But you can't go up. We have to go up step by step. Don't jump up. You could run up the ladder, but you still got to take it step by step. The Yiduim Devei Mesulos Yisharim, and he says the Mesulos Yisharim is known. You can't jump up at the last moment. You're going to fall down. You can't jump up a little bit, day by day by day, growing and pushing and changing, but little by little. Vizel beer says the Yam Simcha. That's the shot of this pasuk. Pachas kamayim al tosar. The mayim aramis al Torah. Mayim, as we know, many times is referred to Torah. Mayim maybe Tara, but the Torah is saying de benogel ruchnius regarding spirituality ruchnius imtasa b'mehirus b'bechinas pachas. If you're pachas kamayim, if you're pachas like them for the mayim al tosar klomer shaloyet sliach lalos b'madregus. So then, it's not going to work. Chas v'shalom ha'hefech. V'aderech lalos is step by step, slowly but surely, keeping growing and keeping rising every day of our life, every month of our life, and every year of our life. So that is how we have to do. So we have to say to ourselves, chazak, chazak, v'nis chazek, keep going up. Chazak, one step, chazak, v'nis chazek, as we finish off Sefer Bereshus.